Welcome everyone to another episode of Elbow's Tech Podcast. This is episode or part two of the six common fears when first starting Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So last episode we covered the first three. It was the fear of failure. It was the fear of being injured, being injured, and then physical limitations. Today we have the next three. Obviously, that's why it's part two. You know, we did. Anyways, so <laughs> let's just jump straight into it. John, what is number four of the six common fears? Man, so this is a big one. Uh, time and financial commitments. Yes. Uh, a lot of people, you know, it's true. A lot of people, myself included, you got to start weighing, man. Are you going to have the time to do it? Uh, is it financially viable? Can you afford it? And then once you're paying for it, you definitely want to use it. Right? Yeah. Um, it's definitely time consuming. Uh, it requires both a, not just a money investment, but the physical investment. Yeah. And I think for myself, uh, the way I look at it is it's one of the one things that I could do where it's good for my body and my mind. Yeah. So I'm really looking at, well, how much is it costing me? And when I look at it that way, it's not that much. Right. I'd rather be, um, my well-being mentally and physical. I mean, even if you're paying 200 bucks a month for your gym, which a lot of places are, what you're getting out of that, as long as you're going, I think it's well worth the money. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, because we do pay for it, you know, and you typically you do pay a pretty penny for jujitsu, you know, to, oh, typically just from what I've seen, it's, you know, over a hundred dollars, maybe over $200, maybe over $300, depending on where you train. It makes you appreciate where that money's going. So you have to do it right. Because no one wants to be paying, right. you know, all this money a month to, to not go to jujitsu. Right. And like John mentioned, you have to look at it in a sense of where are you gaining from this financial and time commitment, right? Because, you know, there's a there's a lot you gain from challenging yourself on a daily basis, you know, every couple times a week. And then there's also, you know, think of it when when I when I used to coach CrossFit, you know, people would complain or they would comment on how expensive the CrossFit gym is, right? And it's like, yeah, it, it can get expensive, but how many times out, how many times a week do you eat out? How many times are you buying coffee? How oh. many times are you doing these, you know, other things where you could be saving the money and reinvesting it back into yourself for the long term? Right. So same thing with right now, my biggest problem is a time constraint this, and secondary is financial, right? Because it is, you know, we have three kids and inflation and stuff like that. So you know, jujitsu does cut into uh, a little bit of our money, but, you know, having the two young kids, it's, it takes my time away from them, but I know it's like a mental reset for me, you know? So I have to look at it in a sense of like, yes, it's going to take, you know, two and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, but that two, two and a half hours is going to give me a mental break from being, you know, all my responsibilities and then in turn, it's just going to give me uh, more to give to them in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, for me, if it was time versus the financial commitment time, it would also be the biggest issue. Yeah. And I mean, lucky for us where we train, you know, they're they're trying to get us uh, 
you know, more days, different times. Uh, and it could be something as simple as a five o'clock class versus yeah. a six o'clock class. Uh, I guess for people that might be looking at that, and it's, it's going to be part of their determination if they're going to do jujitsu or not. I think Travis had a couple good points there. Look at what you're going to get out of it. Uh, check out a couple gyms in your area if you're just starting. If See, possible. Yeah, like I didn't think about a schedule when we first started this. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't even on my mind. Um, that is a huge factor now. Yep. You know, the the earlier the class, the better. Like we all have family lives. We all got to get up and go to work. Steve Kwan said that's the number one thing you should look at when finding a brand new academy is schedule. Yeah, I mean, it is the biggest thing for me right now. I would pay more for a better schedule. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, I'm not getting back time. I'm not. Yeah. You know, so uh, I would recommend you really look at the schedule before you get into it. Um, on the financial aspect, see if they have like a family plan. You know, if it's going to be you, your kids, your spouse, see if you can get a discount. Uh, that's another way you could look at that. Yeah. And one thing that you could do too is say if you're you know, in a similar situation to like like I am where you have kids, you know, money's a little bit tighter right now. What what I would do is I would go to my significant other with kind of like an analysis of how I can, how we can afford to let me or me and my kids do it and how we can gather the money where we can, you know, trim some fat and then reallocate it and put it towards something that's going to help with longevity as me as a person, you know? So that's, that's one thing you can think of. And, you know, when it comes to time, you're going to make it, you're going to make things that are important to you a priority. You know, you can, my uh, Ben Phelps, uh, one of the guys that was on our podcast, he posted a reel where it was kind of like a fitness. He's a fit, you know, a fitness and coach. And he's saying, you know, if you have time to be scrolling on your phone, you have time to be working out, you know, and that's the same thing for, you know, jujitsu. If, you know, you have an hour, two hours a day of, you know, sitting and watching TV, well, look to see if there's an academy that has time for those hours or two hours that you would just right. be watching TV. You know, like you mentioned the other day, we, we are so busy. It, it's literally we get home, we do our oh, duties. I, I don't sit down? Yeah, we do our duties. Don't sit down and don't relax because then we're going to get lazy. And then it's straight to jujitsu, come home, do our duties, and then go to bed. You yeah, know what so I mean? what I used to do with that time is I'd get home and I'd be like, all right, I have an hour and a half before class. You know, let me like sit down and relax a bit. Now it's like, no, what chores can I knock out <laughs> yeah. for that hour and a half so I don't stop? Yeah. Yeah. You just have to look at your, your schedule and what, how you use your time wisely, because otherwise you're going to make the excuse of, I don't have time more and more because you're not using your time wisely. You know, every, every, I hate to say it, but everyone has the same 24 hours in the day, right? But the the game changer is how you use that time. You know, do you use the time of <laughs> for an hour that you could be working out or going to the gym or whatever? Do you use the time sitting down watching Netflix, getting caught up? Hey, that if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. I'm not knocking you because there are definitely days where I don't go to jujitsu because I feel lazy and I probably should have gone to jujitsu, right? But it's it's a it's a real concern for a lot of people out there and you just have to look at how you spend your time and then how you want to spend your time if you want to start jiu-jitsu, you know. Yeah, and I was thinking back when you were talking about the the coffee. 
when me and my wife first started CrossFit, it was pretty pricey back in the day. We were like, man, how are we going to pay for this? We were young, barely making money. And I was like, well, let's see. We go get a coffee every morning. Oh, man. With both of us, which was about 10 bucks. Yep. It was like five bucks of coffee up here. So I was like, well, we cut out the coffee. There's our gym membership for CrossFit. <laughs> and so we cut it out, man, probably 20 years ago. And we just never went back to buying coffees like that again. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's ways to do it, you know. And even probably the one I forgot, the the biggest one I forgot. Let me silence my phone. Excuse me, people. Sorry. <laughs> is you can also talk to your academy, your potential academy, and let them know your situation. It'd be like, hey, uh money's tight right now i really want to start training i feel like my 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 mental health is suffering from it how or my physical health or i need it for x y and z reasons talk to them be like hey if i come in i clean the mat i help do something around the gym or can we do like an a prorated payment or something talk to the the academy and maybe they have a program or they can help you in you know, those times until you can start, you know, paying the full price or maybe take over coaching or something like that. Talk to the academy too. That's a, that's something I feel like a lot of people are intimidated about doing and get like an anxiety about because they, they, they don't want to come forth with like, Hey, I'm struggling, but I still want to do this. I still want to make this a priority. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, we had that seminar one some uh, one time and somebody showed up thinking it was a open mat oh yeah yeah, yeah. they did the seminar and i think it was 100 bucks for the seminar and yeah. they were kind of panicking i was like yeah it made me think of that yeah yeah right and it's like <laughs> uh they did not pay for the seminar they said hey i'm gonna go get the money i was like all right they never been they yeah. never came back no worries no worries <laughs> so but john what, what's what's number two social anxiety that's a big one uh i don't know if you can never really get over that in jiu-jitsu, um, especially when it comes to competition. I think that's a big reason people don't want to compete. Uh, it's also, I mean, it's challenging if you're going to go into an environment like jiu-jitsu and you don't know anyone and you're just walking in the door. And, you know, let, let's face it, not everyone is friendly. You know, True. a lot of people are private and, you know, they're introverts. So it's, it's a real challenge to just go into an environment where you don't know anyone and you're about to, you know, struggle cuddle with them <laughs> on the mat, uh, and do introductions. And that's a real challenge. Uh, you know, lately I've probably been doing a little bit of a disservice with new people. I used to be really outgoing and I'd go introduce yeah. myself and I probably got a little jaded over the years because nobody stuck around. So it was like, you were doing it like every yeah. class. Um, and I'm, I'm gonna get better on that, but I think, Everyone's going to understand when you show up and you're brand new. And for the most part, they're all going to treat you well yeah. and uh, help you out with your first couple classes. Yeah, the anxiety is real. The uh, walking in that door the first time is a very, very scary thing. But you have to give yourself a pat on the back because one, you got in the car. Yeah, that's Two, true. you got out of the car. Three, you walked in the door. And then four, you stood there and talked to someone about the possibility of joining. So the, the anxiety is real and I, you know, I still get it. I don't, when we go to other schools or other academies, you know, you're, you have this anxiety of how are these people going to perceive me? How are they going to treat me? Um, who's going to like try to beat me up? Is there going to be like a, like a proving, yeah, a proving <laughs> ground going on when I, when I get on the mat and try to roll with these people? These are all real things. And you, you can't let your anxiety control you. I have social anxiety. I have anxiety. I'm claustrophobic. 
uh, jujitsu has really helped with my claustrophobia. It kind of sounds contradicting, but you know, when it's probably because I put myself in such uncomfortable situations all the time that my, my claustrophobia has kind of really taken a backseat. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it does happen. Sometimes I still have like these like slight panic attacks and, and whatnot, but it's definitely helped me quite a bit. Another thing that, you know, that can be intimidating is if you're a shy person, you, you know, right. you're self-conscious, you, like we mentioned in the last one, you have these, these physical constraints or you're out of shape or whatever, right? That could, that could cause a lot of social anxiety when thinking about, I'm going to walk into this, this academy. Everyone's going to be better than me. Everyone's going to look at me like I don't know what I'm doing or anything like that. And you, you start playing all these, these horrible situations in your head when, when really it's not, it's typically not like that. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, when you show up, if you're worried about rolling or any of that, like I said, you can always talk to your partner. You can let them, Hey man, this is my first class. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I've had yeah. them tell me that. And I'm like, Hey, no problem, man. We're just, let's just work on what you went over in class and, you know, basic stuff, work on your guard or, or, you know, a lot of let them get in mount. I mean, you, they're, they're going to do whatever it takes to help you out, make you comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. People, people have been there. And I think that's the thing that, new practitioners underappreciate is like because everyone says they oh yeah i was there i've been there we've been there but honestly they have like yeah. you can't you can't yeah, you can't yeah. take that for granted like we've been we've all been there like no one comes into jujitsu day one as a black belt like you're not gonna know everything you're not gonna know everyone you're gonna be intimidated by higher belts you're you're gonna have you're gonna be shy you're gonna be self-conscious especially when you know you start rolling with a higher belt and you know, you feel like, oh, maybe they're gaming with me a little bit. You they're know, just like, laying there. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you're going to see these these people that you feel, you know, they're they're intimidating. And I still feel that way, right? When people walk in. I mean, not not necessarily anymore. Now, if I see, like, a black belt walk in, I'm like, holy crap, it's a black belt. Like, <laughs> I want to roll with this guy. I want to see if he could beat the crap out of me, how bad he does. You know what I mean? So the social anxiety is real, but you just can't let it control you and stop you from from joining or going to class you know oh yeah like um i mean i'll still get it like if they even mention promotions or, <laughs> or testing or any of that stuff like you know i'm what we're like five years in at this point yeah i'm not even going like <laughs> like you know i get it like you know you'll still get anxiety especially you know if they talk about testing which we don't do that anymore yeah thank you, you know that used to cause a ton of anxiety yeah Welcome, everyone. This episode of Elbows Tight Podcast is brought to you by AminoCo. Travis, go ahead and tell us about AminoCo. So I have been using Perform by AminoCo. It is a 100% science-backed formula, patented, and it is a great pre-workout and intra-workout. Some of the science behind it is it supports athletic performance by triggering muscle protein synthesis and reducing muscle breakdown during exercise. It improves the mental focus and decreases the feelings of fatigue by providing the optimal balance of neurotransmitter precursors. And then finally, it increases nitric oxide production and promotes energy for sustained peak performance. Performance. I've been using this about 30 minutes before my jiu-jitsu classes, and I must say, it has been helping me immensely. I feel more focused. I feel more energized. Recovery after class feels much better. I wake up in the, the morning after and don't feel nearly as beaten up, and it, it, it tastes great. I have the pink lemonade right here. Uh, I have the blue raspberry coming in. John, where the, can people at home find this? You can go to aminoco.com slash elbows tight. You can use the code elbows tight. You'll get 30% off. 
Again, go to aminoco.com slash elbows tight. Use the code elbows tight to get 30% off and you get a free gift with every purchase. Ooh. Thank you, Amino Co. Thank you, guys. Yeah, and it's like my, okay, Mike, he talked about, you know, how jujitsu has helped with his like depression, anxiety, you know, exposure therapy. Um, you, it, there's, I feel like the mental side of jujitsu is probably, you start off thinking it's going to be all the physical side of you that is gaining from doing jujitsu. But honestly, it's almost like, I'm going to say 70, 30, no, probably 60, 40 of mental versus physical. Oh, mental 100%. You know, uh, you'll see it at work. Um, you know, I, if, if I have to get up and talk in front of a bunch of people or, you know, I had a job interview a few months ago or whatever, I'm like, that ain't nothing. Like, I'm like, <laughs> that ain't shit. Like, I've been doing jujitsu for years. Like, this stuff is not even remotely as challenging as the jujitsu is. Like, cake. Yeah, you know, people talk about, like, you you gain, w- once you start training, you gain this confidence of, like, when you walk into a room and you're like, I'm going to be the hardest person to kill in this room. I mean, it's kind of, like, douchebaggy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. it's yeah. it's true. Like, if, if it, it feels good um, knowing that whether male or female, you you're probably going to be the hardest person to fight in the room. You know what I mean? And you expose yourself to... Uh, to getting your butt kicked all the time and you know and all these other aspects of life are so trivial and it doesn't it doesn't really matter you know your anxiety goes away your self-consciousness kind of goes away you become a little bit more extroverted instead of introverted prime example my charles charles was extremely introverted when we first started he didn't even want to like bump fist with people he wanted nothing to do with their personal space he wanted no one in his personal space and then now he's like trying to roll with everyone he's like i want to spar i want to spar i want to spar and his confidence is just shot through the roof so if you're just starting and you have that anxiety it goes away you just got to give it time yeah once you i think it's really what we're getting down to is survival once you survive jiu-jitsu you feel like you can survive anything like you said job interviews or whatever like that confidence is just there yeah it, it it radiates into your entire life hell your your significant other might be like Watching you got a little bit more swagger in your walk. You like you yeah, little... you'll start going to sleep, putting your pillow in holds. Like, <laughs> just, just the way it is. I've rest locked my kids now, <laughs> my babies, my wife. She'll be like standing there, and I'm like, I'm like, baby, I could just blow your knee out right now. You don't even understand. It's like there's all these memes. It's like like the people at the the wallflower yeah. at the party, and it's like this per these people don't even understand. I'm a two stripe white belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. There's no more hugging now. It's just grips and pulling. Yeah, like, yeah. You're always fighting for the underhook. It's yeah, like, it's just what it is. I lay in bed now and I'm like, I have like my arms in tight. Like I'm like I'm sleeping with yeah. like like ready to post on people if they're trying to come into side control. You just look at life differently. What's so funny too is uh, when we first started, you you learn how to switch your hips when you're when you're on the ground, bro. I don't know if it happened to you, but when I first started, I was if I was laying in bed. And I wanted to roll over. It wasn't a slight rollover. It was a it, like yeah, I switched my hips to like. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it just radiates into the rest of your life. You'll be saying "us," you know, like randomly out in out in the real world. Mm-hmm. People start looking at you. They'll be like, "Hey, give me fist bumps." You're like, mm, and then you go to like take them down or something like that. So, but the anxiety goes away. Um, kind of. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but it don't let it control you. It. it 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 won't go away entirely, but you'll be a lot better at controlling it. So, and then this kind of leads all that kind of leads into 
our our sixth and final one, which is a lack of knowledge and experience. I honestly think this is this should have been number one in like priority, right? Because you you get there or you don't want to start because you feel like you don't know anything or you don't have the experience or knowledge and you know you're you know there's like jujitsu has like its own terminology techniques strategies you know and it's like john can attest it could be super overwhelming when you first start to like absorb all this information because they're using specific language they're sometimes they speak japanese <laughs> look and, and i mean that's common right they still do um like i said we're years into this journey Here's something I'm going to let everybody know. I don't even try to remember all those weird names, <laughs> Japanese names, all the names of all those moves. I'm, it's just not for me. And what I've learned is it's different uh, pretty much every gym. Yeah. Some will say uh, Kesakatami and some will just like, I don't know, you just get in this position. Yeah. You know, like uh, I like our coach now that somebody will be like, what's that called? And he's like, it's called I'm choking you. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's easier when you're not trying to learn a new language because sometimes this will be the first time you heard this stuff. And it's just really difficult to, you know, have 26 steps in a move. It's called something you've never heard before. You, you get used to it. But in the beginning, it will be overwhelming. Yeah. And also, when you when you first start, it's very overwhelming to, like John mentioned, all these steps and whatnot. And you think you have to do it step by step in every aspect of the technique and um, I keep relaying this back to previous episodes, but Michael Courier brought up a good point. He's like, as a coach, it's not my job to teach you one through eight. My job is to teach you to recognize when you have four through six that, or four through eight or six through eight in the steps that you, you know, and then you can still execute the technique. So we've been doing a lot more conceptual learning in class, a lot more kind of like playful learning. And it's been great because it, I wouldn't say dumbs down our our class but it makes it more uh consumable or what's the word i'm looking for um easier to absorb i guess you could say right because it's not it's not a 15 step process it's not 14 different techniques and it's not i mean this, we're saying this but that's an over exaggeration but so, you know some people do have you know classes where it's like a three and a half hour long seminar crammed into one hour you know but you know there's there's these other things that go on when you first start and it is overwhelming. It is intimidating. You're not going to understand what these things are. People are going to be like, Hey, do you know how to trap and roll? And you're going to be like, is that like a, a, a Pillsbury Doughboy thing? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I would say, um, you know, if you're just getting into it, that's and depending upon where you live, try a couple schools in your area and just yeah. watch a class first and see how they teach, see what the terminology is. Um, like Travis said, our, our teaching right now is very playful, which I like. Yeah. Um, cause you'll find some are very strict and they're like, this is the move. This is the only way you can execute the move. And you might be in your brain thinking, well, you know, maybe you have some type of injury that prevents you from getting your hip like that. Yeah. Um, and you want to be able to play around and see a way it works with your body. Um, that's kind of the way we are now. And I really enjoy it. Uh, so I would just say, look at everything that's around you find what works best for you and that should help alleviate some of the the fear going into it yeah and what's the number one thing you always hear when you roll with someone new john i roll with someone new what, when you're like hey you want to roll you're like i don't 
uh, yes, but I don't know anything. Oh, yeah. That, all the time. Like, I don't know what that is. Or, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know what I'm doing. It's like, yeah, we know. We were there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's and, okay. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I'm more worried about me rolling with a brand new person than I'm worried about what you're going to do. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you know the, the challenge uh, for uh, someone that's been doing it for a while is you're not going to have the appropriate reactions to something. Yeah. So, so we have to be careful on our end. Yeah. And uh, that's fine. Like, that, that's not a big deal. You shouldn't worry about that or let that scare you or be frightened or whatever when you're looking at a gym or going there. Nobody wants to get hurt, so they're going to take that into account. Yeah, you know, the the knowledge comes with the more you do it. So yeah. if you're always in fear of not knowing enough and then you stop coming because you feel like you're you're too stupid or you don't have the experience that you want or whatever, well, it's, it's contradicting how you're going to get better because in order to get better is you have to do it. You know, you have to, you learn these things from, from experiencing it, from doing it in class, from, you know, watching techniques, videos, you know, some ways that like overcome a lack of knowledge is you can literally YouTube is such a powerful tool for practitioners nowadays. If you leave class and you're like, man, I got stuck in this position what do I do and how did I get there? You can literally do like hours of studying at home to to increase your knowledge on on it. You know what I mean? There's it's not it's not very binary of either you learn it in class or you don't. You know, there's other there's other aspects and other ways of learning and and gaining this stuff to where you feel more comfortable when you first start. I don't I don't tech necessarily recommend when you first start in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu of studying too much just because my personal experience i felt like it took up a lot of space and um didn't necessarily help me too much and i felt overwhelmed because i would like like we mentioned before we would go to class we would learn technique in class and then we would you know try to roll and do our own thing or we would leave class and learn try to learn something else that had nothing to do with what was going on in class you know just focus focus on what's being taught in your academy and you know, if you're going to learn, learn, try to grow what they're teaching then. You know what I mean? I feel bad for people if they come to class and they're like, hey, today we're going to learn lasso guard or we're going to do some spider or single leg X or whatever. Like those could be very intimidating because they are very, they can be very complex positions when you first start. Um, but it's, it, it happens. It, you just, you just got to keep showing up. The, the worst thing you could do is stop showing up because, because you feel like you're not you're not understanding something yeah don't get disheartened uh like if you see one of your classmates that might be picking it up faster than you and you started at the same time just remember this is not for the majority of people going to be your full-time job doing jiu-jitsu you know if somebody's going four times a week and you're going two times a week they're definitely going to pick it up quicker yep like uh don't try to compare yourself to everyone else's journey just focus on you and see your improvement week to week yeah, that's a, that's a great point, you know, because everyone's journey is different. Everyone's learning style is different. You know, the physical ability, physical attributes, these all play into how you learn, your knowledge gained, the experiences gained, you know, and like some of the people that are less physically capable of doing some of this stuff, it's going to take longer for you to to understand these things. And that is okay. No one's going to make fun of, well, people might poke fun at you when they get to know you, right? right? Like, but it's kind of like a camaraderie thing. It's like, sure. um, 
you'll even poke fun at yourself like John does all the time. He's mm-hmm. like, you lost me 10 minutes ago in this. I don't understand what <laughs> yeah, the hell's going sure. on. <laughs> yeah. You know? it, it, it's, it's okay. Don't let that fear stop you. I keep saying, I feel like I keep saying that, but it, it's true, man, because we, we talked to Steve Kwan, once again, from BJJ Mental Models, and, you know, people think that most people stop at blue belt, but that's not true. Most people stop at white belt. And I feel like, you know, one of these six things is why people stop coming. And it, it sucks because, you know, sometimes you're like, man, this guy's really good. He's crushing it. And then he stops coming and it's like, you know, it's like, oh man, I don't have enough time. You know, I'm, I, I get nervous when I show up, you know, I just feel like I'm not learning, you know, it's like, and it, it all can be not, not, I wouldn't say all of it, but you know, just showing up helps out quite a bit. So hundred percent. Yeah. So, but these are the three things, uh, kind of recap the last three. Um, John, what was the first one? Time and financial commitments. Just take a look, uh, see the benefits you're getting out of it. Um, you know, you'll look at, uh, what is it holistically yeah how it's helping both mentally and physically for you know at the most a couple hundred dollars a month yeah and work with your significant other your partner you know don't don't try to do this alone because otherwise it's gonna oh yeah it's, it's a lot harder you know work with them to, to to work it into you how it can benefit your family number two social anxiety we all get it everyone's you know at some point is intimidated they don't want to show up they you know they they feel weird rolling with new people or they're self-conscious and shy, you know, if that's your personality type, don't it's everyone's been there. Just, just do it. Just show up. The The anxiety gets, you can get it under control better when you, you actually start. And then the lack of knowledge and experience, we just talked about it. And I think one of the um, key things that Travis has mentioned several times is one way you can help with all of the items we listed is just by showing up. Showing up will get you better in pretty much everything that we discussed. Yeah, absolutely. So these are the last three. Let us know how you guys feel about these three, um, how you guys overcame them. If you ever had you know, one of these six fears, uh, go listen to part one if you haven't already. It's, it's another great episode. Um, I, I really think that these captured a lot of what it's like to when, to when you first start jujitsu. And if you're still in that, you know, first couple months or whatnot, it gets easier, man. It gets easier. I promise you, you, you're right there. Just don't stop. I mean, literally at six months, I feel like a flip switches and you're like crushing it. <laughs> so John, you got anything else? No. And I mean, just so everyone knows, I mean, these are feeling pretty near and dear to me right now after yeah. that long break. So just stick with it. You guys got it. We believe in you. Let us know how your guys' journey is. Hit us up on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Elbows Tight Everywhere, Elbows Tight Podcast on Facebook check out our super cast. Um, and yeah, we just, we just want to make sure that you guys are getting the most value out of your journey and the experiences that we've had. So <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and watching at home. And remember no oil checks here. Goose. I didn't do that. The last one. Sorry. Right. Peace.